Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker, author of Confessions of a Movie Attic, right here at www.blogtalkradio.com. out there. This is Betty Jo Tucker thanking you for tuning in to Movie Attic Headquarters. You don't have to be a movie addict to visit here, of course, but if you are one, it's definitely the place for you, especially today because acclaimed actress Tana Frederick has returned to discuss The M-Word, her new film with Michael Imperioli, Corey Feldman, and Frances Fisher. I hope she'll also update us on her two other upcoming movies, Ovation and Garner, Iowa. This very busy actress has also just ended an almost year-long performance in The Rainmaker at the Edgemar Theater in Santa Monica, and this is what the Los Angeles Times has to say about her performance. Quote, the standout of this terrific cast is Tana Frederick. Her performance is a transformation not to be missed, unquote. Now, Tana is getting used to earning awards. Her performance in her first feature, Hollywood Dreams, earned her Best Actress honors at several film festivals. Plus, she was named Method Fest Performer to Watch and has also received the L.A. Women's Theater Festival's Maverick Award. You know, folks, Tana is one of our favorite guests. In fact, in 2002, our listeners voted her their favorite female star, and we had a special tribute show for her. So it's my great pleasure to bring her on now. Welcome back to Movie Addict Headquarters, Tana. I'm so happy to be back, and you are such a, it's so good to hear your voice. I, I, we've had a friendship for about a decade now, and even though we've never got to give each other big hugs, it, I love talking to you, and um, it's just great to be on your show. Thank you. Well, it is so wonderful to have you back. You're right. It has been almost a decade, and, and Nikki and I have been doing this all, for the, almost that long, haven't we, Nikki Starr? You know, we have, and I think about it sometimes and all the wonderful people we've met, and you know who's on the top list is Tana. So, <laughs> I love I mean, Seriously, I'm Nikki just saying and that. Betty not, Bill, I mean, you guys we are. just love you. We love you. I, so it is so mutual. everything you do, yeah. Oh, so I well, love that. you. <laughs> it's, it's, you well, know, I it's, have to remind really everybody. Lovely. What was that? I have to I remind gonna... everybody that last the last time you were here, Tana, was your tribute show. That was back yes, in November 2012. So it is uh, really great to uh, to have you back. And that's too long to stay away. And when that you was were the coolest here, experience, I was so honored. That was a love fest. Yeah, it was. It, was <laughs> it always is a love fest. Sixteen phone calls. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> <To you>. Congratulations! <laughs> it was awesome. That's, I was. That was like the, the out of every award that I've gotten. That was. That has been, honest to God, the highlight of of my career so far in film, and I mean that. And it and it's really neat because you, the two of you, Nikki and and Betty Joe, you guys are just very strong, intelligent. I'm not just saying that because you 
like my work, of course. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, so, but you're incredibly sure. strong, intelligent, um, well, well, well educated, well versed women in, in the mm-hmm. cinema, and so and so your appreciation of my work makes me feel so uh, proud of 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 what I do, and um, so I mean that from the bottom of my heart. So again, thank you so much. Okay. I love being on your show. I look forward to my movies coming out so I can come and <laughs> be on Movie Addict headquarters. <laughs> Great. And you we should hope be, you, and you should be proud, too. yes. Aww, and we're proud of you. and we're proud of you and so happy that you could could be uh with us. And of course, um the main reason that we uh wanted uh, to have you on the show today was uh to talk about the uh M word because we're definitely interested in that movie. But I, I wanted first to mention that um uh Nikki has the chat room open and uh so any listeners uh who would be interested in um uh, signing up for the for the chat room please do that because we do appreciate your uh, contributions uh, very very much and uh Nikki is here and and she'll be watching in the chat room to see if there are any questions or comments uh, that people want us to share with uh with Tana so uh Thank you, Nikki, for being yeah, here. Yeah, thank I know you, you Nikki, and, and anybody who's listening out there, I'd love to answer any questions about. Um, please, please call up, and and I'd love to talk about anything that I know the answer to. <laughs> well, yeah, I know, I know, and you know the answer to about everything that they call in about. But but let's let's do uh, talk about the M word. I I was really uh, impressed with with this movie and. Um, you you know that and uh yeah. but i i would like to get your opinion um about that film first of all just kind of give us a what you think is the most important thing that you want people to know about that movie and about your work on that film tana well it's 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 one of my favorite films that i've done with henry because it is one of his one of his special specialties in in terms of um filmmaking is is bringing out women's topics that women are uh hesitant or uh, is, that are somewhat of a taboo to discuss um and bring that into the the forefront through playing his films and uh, these women's films in theaters that he's made and um and uh, you know he's done baby fever um we did Irene in Time about fathers and daughters, uh, eating, going shopping. Um, you know, so he has this 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 really great uh, uh, running sort of this running. What do I want to call it? Just a just a sort of um, it's it's a way of making films where that is particularly his, which he interviews women about a certain topic, and he covers a topic that is not talked about really in society or is should be talked about more and then he has um you know a narrative running through it and so when he said he wanted to make one about menopause and that Francis Fisher was going to play my mom I was Yay. so stoked for it I was stoked for it and the film um is hilarious it is uh it is enlightening it is something that I feel that people are going to in our screenings, people have really loved it, um, and uh, I think it's going to induce a, a lot of discussion about about these very private things, menopause, menstruation, and not so private men, but especially menopause, because 
there's not a lot of discussion out there about it. My mom didn't talk to me about it. You know, my I don't. My grandma certainly never talked to me about it. Women, um, I think, from what I what I've experienced, tend to see that as um, well. They, the neat thing about this this movie is you, you'll see the di- women's different reactions to menopause. But the important thing um, is that uh, for those women who do feel sort of belittled by or, or or like the change of life, you know, it makes them feel sort of useless as a woman, which there's no reason, you know, all that, all the shame and, and, and the not talked aboutness of it is going to be, I think, uh, hopefully talked about more when women walk out of the theaters. And it's a movie that is accessible, I hope, to men, daughters, sons, to girlfriends, you know, about menopause. And it's, it's, it's a, purely Jaglum, uh funny film about it where he is not making fun of the women but rather inviting you in his cinematic way to uh, go on the journey with these women and their, uh, issue, and their issues and, and, and concerns and compassion for, for menopause and, and what each other is going through. So I'm proud of it. I'm very proud of this. I just There doesn't seem to be a lot of films out there um, the menopause musical I know is is one huge hit. Where I don't know if you guys have heard that, but it plays all yes. over the country, and w- women love it. They go crazy for it. They come, come in droves for for that. But there isn't a lot of. It's not like there's a TV shows that really cover it or dedicated to menopause issue. And it's a, it's a big issue. It's as much as like, you know, it's it's as significant as as pregnancy or or uh or getting your period for the, or whatever it's it's just a huge issue so i'm proud of what he is um sort of formulated in this film regarding that oh you, sh- you should be and that really is uh, what the movie is uh, is doing i think it's it's helping everybody understand what what women are struggling with and uh there are about 70% of women who do have the the type of symptoms that uh, are uh, sort of dealt with in a, a humorous but but still very compassionate way um it, you know when they're definitely going with all men. the baby boomers yeah. and especially yeah. like all the baby boomers going through it now and um you know and i i love that he he cast uh that he cast the little uh, triad of um, of Francis Fisher, Mary Crosby, and uh, Elizabeth Ro- or, or, um, Eric Roberts' wife, um, uh, Eliza Roberts. They are funny, and they the three of them play sisters who all move into my apartment um, all at the same time because. Uh, because they are going through menopause, and my mother is panicking because she thinks her husband, Gregory Harrison, is cheating on her. And so the three of them are hilarious together. And But, you know, they're, they're all so sexy and darling and beautiful women. So, And they, they bring it. I mean, they bring their female <laughs> wiles and their games to this, you know, this film. And it's like, okay, just, you know, just because your period stops, some women are relieved. Some women, um, one of my favorite quotes from the movie is, you know, they say that um, the V word, you know, that if your vagina is a muscle and, and it needs to be ex, if it needs to be exercised, you know, or, or it's supposed to atrophy after um, it's a muscle and you need to use it. And um, 
So one of the women in the film says, so I say, use it. Use it as much as you can. You know? <laughs> so, like, obviously, one of the lines. To see and, see and, was, and you know, your character that you play, you're always... Uh, uh, Henry always does you you justice by giving you the, the, the these really fascinating characters to play, and I love yeah. the, the name the name of the character you play, Moxie, M O X I E, and I thought, oh my gosh, this is a great name for what the character <laughs> is doing, and I I just uh, think it's. Um, uh, he must. Where did he? Where did he get that name? Is that where he got it? Because you know she has so much moxie. And and uh, tell us a little bit about her. This character that you you portray. Uh, I think it's somebody like you, really. I think. <laughs> now, am yeah, I right about that? Yeah. I mean, she's a girl who a woman who works at um, an independent television station, which. Uh, I did a lot of research before the films. You know, Henry and I sort of generate ideas along with our other, um, with our other uh, uh, coworker Ron Vignoni. The, the three of us um, who edits Ron Vignoni now has come into the fold, starting with Queen of the Lot, and he edits Henry's films, helps write the scripts, um, and is a, a huge influence on Henry. And so, the three of us just were coming up. Okay, what's the situation? How do we create this story so we, we're not inundating the, the viewers with, you know, women's issues. Um, so there's a very interesting and, and very real thing going on in Moxie's life where she works at a, a television station, and now there's like 60% of, of uh, independent television stations that have this wonderful personal programming are now being shut mm-hmm. down. Um, there's no, of course, there's no funding for them. Um, you know, all their shows... Uh, Go are syndicated and and these these people get out are out of work and they're they're creating these are in like Minneapolis and in in Illinois and in in Nebraska these small stations just shutting down because of lack of funding and and it's sad and so this Moxie is has does this children's show where she plays a dog and it's um and there's <laughs> some really neat shows on this. KZAM television station, and, and you see all these different shows and all these wonderful people who work there, and you know at this mom and pop station, um, and uh, and the corporate head comes in from New York and played by Michael Imperioli, and uh, wants to shut the station down, and so she's sort of a um, I like Moxie because she's more of a Norma Ray character than I've, I've mm-hmm. Henry's given me to play in the past. Um, and uh, she's very fiercely devoted to the people who work in the station and protecting them. And, oh, yeah. Um, and, yeah, so, I, so the strength behind the character, um, you know, versus uh, Hollywood Dreams, where it was a very narcissistic character, Moxie is very, uh, very devoted to her, employee, her fellow employees, and I love playing that sort of who who doesn't want to play a Norma Ray type character. I mean it's Yes, and you and you really did command the the screen when you were when you were uh, uh sort of inciting the uh, the, the rebellion the against the, yeah. The, yeah the lockdown and um it's it's just kind of like like Moxie is a is a force of of nature and I love this little push pull kind of thing going on between uh, Moxie and the character played by Michael Imperioli. He must have been very interesting to uh, to play uh, opposite. 
he was amazing. That he is an artist. I mean, each of every single one of my coasters, I've been so lucky to work with um, in Henry's films, and um, and Michael, Henry, and I are complete freaks for Sopranos, and especially for Michael's character. I mean. Henry thought we wouldn't be able to, like, just, I'll just give you guys, because you are the movie addict headquarters, some inside information. Henry, yeah. I said, let's let's use Michael Imperioli. Like, wouldn't that be a dream? I mean, we've watched Sopranos from start to finish uh, every season. We've taken, like, Me a too. week and done that at least seven times. <laughs> you know, it's just so good. It's so good. And And so I said, wouldn't it be great? And Henry said, no, we'll never get him. And I said, but I think I can, like the character. I said, I I know I can do it. Can you just give me? He's like, no, no, no. You know, he'll never work for for me. And I said, can I try? Can I please have Rosemary, our producer, call him? And he's like, yeah, but, you know, I don't want you to be disappointed when she. And then he was completely interested and totally excited about it. And Henry couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it before we knew it. He was signed on. And then the first day of shooting in true Henry Jaglum form, Michael Imperioli said, oh, I have this other, you know, with this friend from the show. She played, um, uh, she played, what, what was her kid? Her, her name's Angela Carrito, and she played um, the, the best friend of Tony Soprano's wife when they went to Italy. Yeah. And she's just like, she's a total broad you know just awesome and <laughs> and michael she she was in class with michael she lived in new york and she's uh she said oh the, michael called her on the first day of shooting and 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 told her how what a dream way of shooting this is i mean michael really got into it because um he's done a lot of tv and i find with a lot of these tv folk uh working unstructured like henry does is very different mm-hmm. and exciting for them so before before you know it, Henry says, "Well, let's get her out here. Let's get her to play a character." So um, so she came out, and uh, Henry flew her out the next day, and she was in the film as well. So I was surpri- surrounded by two Sopranos, uh, <laughs> two oh Sopranos my cast members. So like just a dream come true. So um, oh, so it was I, yeah. I he was great to work great. with. Oh my gosh, he's a sweetheart. And you're responsible for getting for getting him. I think that yeah. is great and. and that was so. I don't know who and one Yeah, we should tell our listeners that the uh, uh, that the thing that you get uh, uh, that he gets uh, close to you on his character is that he he gives you kind of a go ahead to do your documentary on menopause, which was right, yeah, right. and that's that's and little did you know. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> then my character then come all of the. All of the layoffs, and that puts you on the opposite. Uh, so that little push-pull relationship, I think, that goes on between your two characters is just is is absolutely fantastic. And uh, yeah, so and much he's just a great actor. He's just a, um, an amazing actor and uh, an incredibly. Um, I'd say out of all my co-stars that I've worked with, besides probably besides Judd, the person who I've stayed. Uh, really, I, I tend to stay really good friends with all these guys um, who I've co-starred with, but but the closest is I think um, like Judd Nelson and Michael Imperioli because Michael is just he's a sweet, gentle, intelligent soul. Um, I do have to admit, like when I when he came out, I was hoping he would be, be a little bit of the Christopher Moltisanti character, and he and I would yeah. I would be able to 
play like Iowa trucker girl and be like, ah, yeah, F this, F that, and just bring my swearing to the table. But I, <laughs> I soon found out upon our first meeting that Michael is gentle, quiet, Buddhist, vegetarian. <laughs> really? Like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I tell my husband he's going to be disappointed to hear that because I, I, know, I think right? he thinks Michael is <laughs> – Oh, maybe I won't tell. Maybe I won't tell him. Yeah, don't tell. Well, when don't tell. will we be able to see this film? Um, it premieres in LA uh, April first, and then goes into theaters. Um, after that, I think the uh, New York premiere is a week after that, um, and then we go into small theaters, Lemley theaters, and um, and start playing around the country from there. And uh, in Henry's lovely way, he makes deals with the theaters so that the the films can keep running. You know, even though they're small independent films, they get mm-hmm. a good, uh, you know, five, six-month run at least in, in the other states and out here, you know, usually eight- or nine-month runs in New York and L.A., and uh, so people will get a chance to see it. Um, and I'm just so excited for to see, like, the response to this film, and, and it's such a great cast of characters. Everybody was amazing in it, I think. And Corey Feldman, I mean, impressive, was... impressive cast. And I, I have to say that um, I have to admit this, but uh, Gregory Harrison looks better and better as he ages. You can tell him <laughs> that for me. You know what? <laughs> was, I told Henry last week. Really I said, I, you know, I'm talking to Betty Jo Tucker tomorrow, and he's like, oh, don't you just love her reaction to Gregory Harrison? <laughs> <laughs> he said, I completely am on the same page with her. He said, <laughs> so. you know, so. like there are so many women. You could always tell on set where Gregory Harrison was because you would just hear this clucking. Like there were so many women on set, but you could tell where he was, even though Michael was there and Corey Feldman and other gorgeous actors. Around Gregory, women just go nuts for him. I can and see, yeah. He's, it was just funny because I could hear, I could vocally hear women sort of clucking like hens, you know, around <laughs> him, wherever he, whichever trailer he was in or if he was at lunch or wherever he was. You could, oh, there's Gregory. I can hear him. I can hear the women going crazy. So, yeah, well, I can understand. Very... I understand that. But, you know, I... Um... My goodness, the time is really going by, and we I just want to encourage everybody to watch for uh, the M word and um, uh, just don't miss it. But I know you're in another film that uh, uh, that you and Henry did together again, and it sounds so intriguing. It's called uh, it's called Ovation, and it's a romance mystery. Mm-hmm. Do you, what? How does that uh, that doesn't sound like a Henry Jaguam uh, topic? No, but, no, he it's a little departure from his um from his normal his normal thematics, but um it's great. He always wanted to with the Rainmaker, the show was it was amazing to do the Rainmaker. Thank you for mentioning it because it was really one of the most profound theater experiences that I've had and um we ran a year and it was amazing, but you know, as Hen- Henry uh comes backstage for for every show like when we did 45 minutes from Broadway and when I did Sylvia and all of these always but not forever all these plays that I've done he comes back he loves the backstage energy and the backstage drama and it's so true that that the drama there may be drama on stage but backstage it's there's so many more stories and cat fights and whatever <laughs> whether yes. it be a male cast or a female cast so basically Henry wanted to do this film where 
you see the actors coming off and on um, off stage well, during the show, and you see the drama backstage. You can hear the show going on through the speakers, you know, through the mm-hmm. the, the backstage speakers, but. You, it's focused mainly on um, on what's going on backstage in the backstage drama. So it is the third uh, sort of installment, if you will, of Maggie Chase. And, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, which is which is great. Which which started with Hollywood Dreams and then followed by Queen of the Lot, and now as Ovation is Maggie has become tired of um, you know jaded by the Hollywood experience. She's going back to her roots in theater. And then she gets offered a big TV show by James Denton, who was another amazing actor to work with. He, he was uh, he was uh, on Desperate Housewives, yes, and played Mike the plumber, and was a joy to work with. And he's so dreamy and gorgeous and wonderful. Um, oh yeah. And <laughs> oh yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and uh, Henry used all the the cast from from the rainmaker and then brought in other actors as well. So you see this all this drama and this mystery and this sort of who done it thing going on backstage. Um but you never actually and you see the actors running off and on with their costumes, but you never see the what's going on on stage. Um which is really a cool concept and he's been wanting to do that for a long time. So that was a really fun, really fun to film. I can hardly wait to see that. Will that be coming out sometime this year? No, that'll probably be uh, next. Well, it, it'll be it'll be next year, I'm sure. Um, but you know, it's just Henry's. Is, he's so one film a year is is really, I think, very prolific and amazing for yes, for him and for any director. And so I really appreciate being his muse and now his wife. <laughs> I know Nikki wanted yes. to mention that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I thought there was something going on. <laughs> well, we started as really dear friends, and then, um, you know, when you find somebody who completely loves the same movies you do, yes. <laughs> you just got to marry them, I mean. <laughs> Absolutely. I found I'm not that talking about true. food, like if they like the same food, whatever, they like the same clothes, whatever, but if they like the same movies, man, there's just a match made in heaven. <laughs> I like the way you think. <laughs> that really does make for a happy marriage if you like the same movies. Well, now you have another one. You've got Garner, Iowa coming out, yeah. too. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. It's um, Ron Vignoni, our our or creative partner uh, directed it, and it was my uh, initiative to bring film back to Iowa uh, under this umbrella uh, called Project Cor- Cornlight <laughs> because Iowa has corn and pigs. So I named yeah. it uh, Project Cornlight, and basically it's a docket of films um, that are written by Iowans. They're it's crewed by Iowans, acted by Iowans. There may be you know, a director coming out from L.A. or the D.P. coming out from L.A. and a name like Tom Bauer plays my grandfather in it, um, who's a beautiful actor. But other than that, it's fully it's fully shot by by Iowans and Iowans only. And um, there was a big film debacle where somebody bought a, a Hummer or something illegally when there were a whole bunch of films being made in Iowa. A lot of films were being made from Hollywood there. And then there were some bad tax write-off situation and and so a lot of people were left without jobs that are that try to be oh. actors in the Midwest 
And so this film was our first on this queue of films that we're going to be filming in Iowa. And um, it's about a girl from Iowa who uh, was written by a close family friend who um, who has been in jail, and uh, she's dealing with, with uh, a mental illness, being bipolar. And she comes back, uh, she, gets, she gets released from jail, and comes back to try to reconcile with her um, her 13-year-old daughter and also uh, let her grandfather, help her grandfather to stay on his farm, which has, he, has been in the family for generations, and, you know, eventually die on that farm, as a lot of farmers don't get to do. My grandfather went into a nursing home, and mm. it's just, you know, it's very difficult um, now with the huge conglomerates out there um, in Iowa and all the big farms that, can, that take over these smaller farms. And, and it's a, it was heartbreaking for me to see my my grandfather have to go through that. And so it's, um, it's another, it's a really strong woman. Um, the girl who plays my daughter, Riley Bear, is amazing. Uh, like I said, Tom Bauer is amazing. Um, yes. It's a beautiful film with tons of local color and and local flavor and all the it's 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 one I'm mo- most proud of 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 this film um, because you know I I took part in producing it and and bringing everybody on board and it's it's I hope it's we've had two screenings in Iowa and people have um, told me it's the best film yet <laughs> that I've done. Wow, but, you know, they wow. are Iowans so they are biased, but I can't wait for you to see it. It's it's very. Oh, I can't I'll, wait to see it. Either. I can tell yeah. how much it means to you, uh, Tana, so I want to be sure to see it. it. And that, though, is scheduled to be available sometime this year? Yeah, that'll be that'll be out in the next six months. Yep. Okay, so you'll yeah. be sure to let me know. Of, are you that. kidding? You're always the first. I let know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get a screener. It, just, it definitely does cover one of those topics, again, um, that I... Is, was very personal for people because there were a lot of people who came up to me after the screenings in Iowa and um, told, shared a lot of things about themselves, um, men and women, uh, women, but but told me about their issues with um, being diagnosed as bipolar one or bipolar two, yeah. and, and um, you know trying to navigate through life with that and uh, and raise a child through that. And there are so many people who have been diagnosed with with uh, some kind of mental illness and are very brave 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 individuals and strong individuals so um so that's another topic that I'm really happy is is co- to to have covered well it's an important topic as, because it does affect so many people but uh, the time is going by are you ready to talk a little bit about the oscars Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> well, as a, as a movie addict, I know, and I know all of the all of the people listening in probably are aware that next Sunday we will have the 86th annual Academy Awards ceremony, and yes. so uh, we need to we need to say who we think uh, might might be taking home the Oscar statuette. So why don't you give us a little bit of uh, your take on who's going to win in some of the major categories and um, who you would like Absolutely. to see win. Okay, I will. I will tell you who I think is going to win and then who I think ought to win. And I also want to I I also think that the mood this year is going to be 
quite somber um, yeah. with how many people we've lost this year, and oh, um, yes. especially people through addiction. Um, you know, Philip Seymour Hoffman. I think it's going yes. to be it's going to be lovely, and it'll be glitzy and glowy and all that. But you know, there is when you venture out to be an artist, it's very difficult. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of things that you it's very difficult. It's a very difficult job, and I think that um, that's really going to be, uh, I think that the, whoever wins this year, it's going to be one of those more significant years because I you think do you're have right. people like Bruce Stern out there who his whole life has been waiting for, for um, a lead role and finally got it. I, I think mm-hmm. there's a good chance that he'll win. Um, yeah, though I, Matthew McConaughey was brilliant absolutely brilliant in that so um yes. i mean it's hard to say it's hard for me to say oh i think bruce stern you know will get it but matthew mcconaughey for my preference you know everybody has a different preference but i was really blown away by matthew mcconaughey's work and um but bruce stern is like he's such a, a huge actor and has been around for for a long time and finally got this yes. great role um yes he he might he might have a chance uh but but I think you're, you're. I, I think you. I would go with uh, McConaughey as the, as the, as the winner. But um, yeah. Uh, uh, but anyway, I. Well, no, actually, Bruce I think Bruce Stern will win. I actually. You think, think he will win? win. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But um, you would prefer my yeah, prediction. Bruce Stern. What about but, actress? You know, what about best actress? Actress. Um. I'm not sure. I mean, uh, that's that's a tough one. I really. Uh-huh. Um, I really loved uh, Philomenia. Oh, me too. Uh, I don't know if you saw that, but it's, it's I a did. Story. I've seen them all. Yeah. Okay. Good. So sh- I think that is that's who I believe should win is um, Judy Dench. But she that true story. It's gorgeous. It's so full of color. It's it, she's so strikingly heartbreaking in the most subtle of ways. Um, and but I think you know it could go to uh, Jennifer Lawrence up for one, or it could go to Sandra Bullock, or I mean it, it could go to somebody else. But I definitely think she Judy Dench's performance really blew me away. And then I have to say um, the movie with James Gandolfini. I mean that's another tough one. We have we have him as well in the yeah. in memoriams. You know we have James Gandolfini to think about. We have. All the and he's he's up for an Oscar. I mean his his film was fantastic, and so it's a really tough year. And um, and uh, let's see for best, best picture. picture. What about best picture? Best picture. I really thought um, I thought that uh, her was really clever. Uh, it was called her, right? The one uh, with uh, oh yes, with Joaquin Phoenix falling in love with his computer. With that his, was the yeah. most creative and the most uh, original of the yes. of the mill. So that was your favorite. I hope that gets. I hope that gets best um, uh, editing and and all that. That was that was really great. It's not that it was my favorite film. I oh. really loved Dallas Buyers Club. Loved it, but um, but that film was so intelligent and brilliant and falling in, you know, uh, Scarlett Johansson's voice as as the computer that he falls in love with was perfect and it was hilarious. It was touching. It was weird. It was like might happen to us in the future. 
Um, but I thought that was a great movie, but I don't think that'll win. I think I think Dallas Buyers Club will probably sweep up a lot of the awards, I think. It's looking like it's uh, becoming a favorite. It looked like there for a while that it would be between 12 Years a Slave and American mm-hmm. Hustle and Gravity, but it looks like Dal- Dallas Buyers Club is getting a lot of play. And, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It has kind of turned around, I think, but at first it did look like... 12 Years as a Slave. I think that um, the woman in that, um, I forget her, I, I, how to pronounce her name, but the, um, she's up for Best Supporting Actress. She, there's The woman in, in 12 Years as a Slave gives an amazing performance. Oh, Lupita Nyong'o. Yes, thank you. Yes, yes. yes. She she's, she's uh, really, uh, uh, looks like she might have a good chance to win the, the supporting And then how about Oprah? Actress. I mean, that, are you kidding me? Oprah was amazing in The Butler. Amazing. Yes, and, so and she didn't. Whitaker, she didn't get nominated. I know. I can't. That's just crazy to me. It's. It's. She was really brilliant in that role, and um, brought so much humility in the speech where she, where she talks about how her son picking her up off the floor, and that's when she stopped drinking because she yeah. vomited on herself. I mean, that was like, oh my God! Know, it's just like Oprah is an amazing actress. So there's. Well, so, how do you think it's gonna be exciting. Yeah, how do you think um, Ellen DeGeneres will do as a host of the Oscars? She's going to be brilliant. I think. <laughs> I mean, I I think I think she's great. Who who? I do too. I do she's, too. And what, she's done her second so well. time, isn't it? She her was second time host hosting? of the Tonys and the Golden Globes and the Emmys or some. You know, she always does a does a great job. Uh, oh my gosh, I can't believe that the time has gone by so quickly, and I wanted to mention that uh, in our chat room we have uh, Nancy Lombardo, who is the hilarious host of Comedy Concepts, which is a show not to be missed here on Blog Talk Radio that you can listen to on um, Friday mornings and Monday mornings at 10.30 Eastern Time. It's just so entertaining. She has great, great guests. She has a, a CD Shout out, to Nancy. out that's, called, that's called Color Me Crazy. And if you like to laugh and you don't order Color Me Crazy, then you are crazy. So uh, <laughs> thank you, uh, Nancy, for uh, joining us in, in the chat. We always appreciate you, uh, you being here. And um, I wanted also to mention to our listeners that uh, Tana is not just uh, talented and dedicated to her work as an actress, but off screen she's involved in so many things, I, I I can't remember all of them. She's a uh, fitness <laughs> aficionado. She's a marathon runner. She has a black belt in Taekwondo. She's a co-founder of the Save Our Surf Project, and and of course a founder of the Iowa Film Festival. And and my uh, question is, Tana, where do you get all your energy? Insecurity. <laughs> If I stop, if I stop and like have a moment to 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 be with myself, it become I become very uncomfortable. <laughs> so it's just you like, need to keep moving. Unfortunately, to... I'm just yeah. Unfortunately, honestly, it's just <laughs> insecurity and not liking to confront myself. So I do things that help that's, other people. So <laughs> that's, that's, your that's a good way to deal with it. And Nancy from Comedy Concepts said said that uh, she wants to tell you that this was a great interview and that you have her her best uh, wishes 
And oh, tell, Nancy says she Nancy. has a black belt. She has a black belt in, in Taekwondo, too. Second degree. Oh, I, Second degree. I, just, <laughs> I wish that we had had longer, but I, we we really have to wrap things up now, Tan. And I, oh, I my gosh, it always goes too fast. Such a Isn't great, wonderful. Yeah. It's a wonderful. Okay, now you come back when you're when you're ready ready to talk about another film, and I we'll look certainly forward. Will. We'll Thank look forward you so to that. much to you. And well, you're very welcome. You're very welcome. And I, I want my to, girl club. Thank you. Yes, this is. We 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 just uh, wait with bated breath for you to come back and tell us about <laughs> all of your exciting episodes. And um, I do want to thank the folks at Blog Talk Radio for for all their support and Nikki Starr for everything she does to make Woo-hoo! this show such fun, Thank such you. fun to host. Thanks yeah. to our chatters and other listeners. And I hope that everyone will come back next time for our Oscar results roundtable when a group of noted film critics will join us to rant and rave about this year's Academy Awards. It should be a fun show, so don't miss it, movie fans. Well, I believe that that's all for now, except I want to remind everyone to check our film reviews at realtalkreviews.com. That's R-E-E-L, realtalkreviews.com. You'll find a review of um, the M word at our site, and uh, (laughs) I encourage everybody to watch for that uh, movie and to see it. So that is all for now, folks. You're welcome. I have um, some outro music that's uh, dedicated to you. And oh, I think wow. you know what it is. It's Kenny Loggins. He's going to be here to take us out you. with your favorite song. Yes, Get ready, everyone. Awesome. Here <laughs> comes Footloose. Yes. Let's dance, everybody. 